Welcome to the 757 Renaissance Man podcast. On this episode, we chop it up with Kula Von Seal. We talk about 757 versus the 804, the vid, and how it's affecting open mics, social media after 30 versus word of mouth, the Thursday Thursday podcast, Kula loves Eminem, Lauren Hill versus Drake, and much more. Let's have a conversation with Kula Von Seal. special one here for you we got virginia's own she's a rapper she's a mother she's a baker she's a candlestick maker and she don't be faking we have miss kula von seal what's up Congress? how you feeling buddy i'm good i'm good so you blowing richmond up Trying to do a little something, something, but I yeah, missed the yeah. 757 though. Hey, VA is on VA is VA. This is true. VA is VA, no matter what area code, right? Yeah, we got to all stick together. Facts. Big facts. At least the Hampton Roads in Richmond. I do miss the 75 though. I got to come back down there and visit. Hey, you're more than welcome. Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as the, the, vet, the vet is over with. Please don't get me started on <laughs> that. the vid is in the way yeah i know it's been cutting out a lot of a lot of things but we're making it we're making it work we're trying to figure some things out ourselves up in here yeah yeah i've been seeing you doing a whole lot of uh doing some open mics and 
hosting. Well, we kind of moved away. We moved away from the open mics. I think later of the latter of 2020, Mm -hmm. everybody took a break between November and now. So while we were taking a break, everybody's like thinking of events and concepts and stuff like that. So now we have the lip sync battle that popped off um, last week. That was really dope. Kind of a COVID safe way to perform and 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 be around and and do your thing without the microphone and without being all on people because you lip syncing so you're not really singing, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. Then we have the parking lot pull up coming March 13th at Mama Shell's um, Soul Food Cafe catering. So that's a um, basically a huge parking lot. You know, and you come in, you pull up in your car, and you can sit in the car. You can sit on the hood of your car, sit on the trunk of your car or whatever, and just, you know, just be in your own space in your car and listen to the show. We kind of take over the asphalt, and right. we perform, and we do our thing and stuff. So try to keep the social distancing with that. Um, yeah, also, we got the Shop Black pop-up, where we have a an event with a bunch of small Black-owned vendors set up their tables, sell their product, you know, their services, product, food, whatever. So a lot of community stuff is, is going on right now. And oh, I'm proud to be hosting, promoting, and performing at a couple of these events. Oh, man. A woman of many hats. Many hats. I don't even, I, it's like so many hats. I'm like, what hat? Ah, I got a Kango. I got a fitted. I got a beret. I got a head wrap over here trying to figure out what hat to put on right now so of course social media is a big part of um getting the word out yeah okay so i just had a birthday (laughs) and my kids say that i am too old for certain social media platforms like like tiktok and i'm not supposed to be on snapchat oh yeah i don't do snapchat they said I'm supposed to stay on Facebook and Instagram. That's supposed to be my lane. Yeah, my daughter doesn't like my TikTok, but I don't care. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to start doing TikTok just to make them mad. I, yeah, I do. That's exactly TikTok why I do it. Just to see what they were doing. Yep. Yeah, but she, I think. And then I think mad, if I, I got go more viral, followers. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think if I go viral on TikTok, they might get mad. Oh, yeah, they will get mad. Oh, you get viral. They will go. They will. So how do how do you use social media to get the word out to um, to your followers and fans? I'm a social media whore, to be honest. Like that's one of the ways people can find out what's going on. I'm avidly on Facebook and Instagram. I don't do Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter's a lot. I don't I don't, I don't do Twitter. Um, Facebook and Instagram. That's my lane. Um, and TikTok, I just do it for fun, fun stuff. I don't really promote my shows on um, TikTok, but I figured I got a nice friend following in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of my, to be honest, it does happen between social media, but a lot of mine events are word of mouth because I go to other people's events. Okay. So while I'm at other people's events, you know, little word of mouth, little hey little plug on the mic, you know, a little fly here and there to pass out around. So I still keep it um, 
pavement-wise, passing out flyers, putting them on cars and stuff like that. I still do stuff like that. Nice. I don't I don't rely solely on social media, word of mouth, hitting the pavement and social media. That's kind of how I get the ball rolling. Now I'm to the point where I'm ready to get out to these local, you know, newsletters, magazines, you know, to they have a, like I know they have like an online virtual event calendar. So it's all about just finding them, putting your event there and hoping, you know, somebody will check it out. So when I asked you to uh, be on my podcast, you hit me and was like, well, I can't do that night because I got my own podcast. So tell us about your podcast. The um, Thursday Thursday podcast is every Thursday from 8 to 9.30 on Oasis Broadcasting Network. You can either go to the website, you can go to the Oasis Broadcasting Network Facebook page, um, the OBN Media app. You can you know, download the app, go to the website, go to the Facebook page, go to my Thursday, Thursday podcast, Facebook page, and you can check the show. Previous shows, the upcoming show, you know, every Thursday from 8 to 9.30. And um, I focus on the VA artist playlist because I have about four hours worth of music from just VA artists. So I've, I've managed to build up this playlist so when I go live on the radio, I'm literally playing VA artists on the radio station. Um, so people in Uganda, Ethiopia, Argentina are like literally hearing um, VA artists. So um, it's not just a Facebook platform. People think it's just Facebook, but the net, the broadcasting station is a radio station. So we are like getting listeners. I'm averaging about 3,000, 3,500 listeners a show. So it's, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well in my first couple of months. So I'm not even mad at the situation at hand. Um, but I bring, um, bring people from the community, artists, activists, politicians, interviews, um, showcase the artists, talk my shit, you know, do, do my thing, you know? <laughs> So if anybody has been following you and have followed you for a while, they know that her Thursday, Thursday is a definite thing. Yes. So are you going to continue doing um, the Thursday videos on Facebook? Yes. I haven't done a freestyle video in a minute because I've been doing a lot of preparation with shows and artists and venues and um, the bacon stuff has taken a life of its own. So I was like, but I missed just, you know, getting in front of the camera and just spitting off and posting it and sharing it and getting feedback from people. So that's kind of how Thursday Thursday came about. I picked that particular day to just spit my freestyles. And um, that's kind of how the following was built behind, oh, don't you do, you do them Thursday Thursday, Jones, right? And I'd be like, yeah. Then it turned into the music review now it's a podcast, but the, I guess the branding and the marketing is still there because people know me for the Thursday Thursday. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of freestyle. Yeah. What if uh, I enticed you to give us a, a little sample? Um, I think I can pull something out the hat. Oh, let me see. I just happen to have a beat over here. Oh, word. 
just happen to have a little something. Let's see. That might that might work for you. I'm not the one to be slept on, too far gone. Trapping dick, proposing peace, but Eddie is strong. Open hand, face strong, smack the babies on the ass. Trashing the OGs, smell like ass. Do us pursuit, I nigga, on my oop nigga, cause I'm a monster, getting monster, getting goo that nigga. All the Abdul, niggas, when they dance around the verse and they fight on the computer, niggas. Come on. They ain't ready, they ain't ready. <laughs> So I'm gonna ask you what um, some of your inspirations are, and I already know the first one you're gonna say. Hey, everybody knows the first one I'm gonna say. So uh, to, don't put the cat out the bag. The first one's gonna be Eminem. Of course. All right. So now we got that out the way. Yo, I got in an argument with my dude about that. <laughs> A lot of people, I don't know. People don't give him um, his, his due. I think I, I, and I hate to say it. But I think a lot of people they color wash. Well, my dude, argue, my dude's argument was, it's not that he didn't like him and like him wasn't lyrical. His argument was how his fans act. Like I'm a huge stan, so the stands act crazy. We're fanatics. We we will argue you down to why M is the goat. You know, and when you hear a sister. A very pro-black, pro-woman spitter of a sister say her influence is M. It takes people aback because they're not expecting what I represent, what I look like to be, you know, with the white boy. And I'm like, I, I break it down to as to why he, he is an inspiration for me because he is a minority in hip hop like I am. Mm -hmm. So... He, he gets the, oh, he dope for the white boy, just like I get, oh, she dope for a female, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to just being dope, period. It's like, you never hear he's dope for a light-skinned dude, he's or always, he, you know. with labels. Right, he's dope for a tall dude, you know, or he's dope for a fat dude. You, know, you don't hear stuff like that when it comes to the men. It's always, um, uh, descriptive picture when it's somebody outside of a black male mm -hmm. it could be a latina dude a filipino he go he cool for an asian dude oh yo that asian dude can spit as opposed to just saying oh he's a spitter or right. she's a spitter you know so with with him i'm like if i i could i could totally understand that journey of trying to prove yourself outside of what you look like okay you know so, you know, when I get introduced, coming to the stage, you know, one of the dopest female spitters, I'm mean, like, so I'd be like, yo, thank you to that dope male host. You know, I, <laughs> I throw the shade back and they'd be like, what? And I'm mean, like, yeah, it sounds, sounds stupid, doesn't it? So um, I resonate with him because of that, that journey, that proving myself outside of being a minority and a very African-American, male dominated field 
All right, so now let me, since you gave me that answer, let me reframe my next question. Who are some of your inspirations who just happen to be women? Um, Light, mm -hmm. Queen, Latifa, Lauren, the GOAT. Yeah, Lauren. The GOAT. And I have to, levels. I have to defend her because a lot of people will say, oh, she's not an MC, she's a singer. What? So the first, the first time I ever heard Lauren, was uh mona lisa and f you couldn't have told me she wasn't a dude i thought she was a little dude like uh the chi ali little dude yeah 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 you know you couldn't have told me and when i found out it was a woman mm -hmm. blew me away blew me yeah. away so it i could tell when people aren't really lauren fans because i'm like did do you not hear the fujis did you not hear her original joint did you not understand just because she sung on Miseducation, just because she happens to be an actress? What she spit on Miseducation was still. Regardless of whether she's saying. What we're getting nowadays. Yeah, she still spit. But see, Drake can sing not even well. Mm -hmm. And he can have ghostwriters not even well. And he's considered an MC. And I'm just like, so if Lauren, if he can be considered an MC, Lauren can be considered a, I, yeah. I, I think Drake is one of those people I put in the class. They're a great entertainer. Yeah, like Janet. She right. can't really sing, but she can entertain. But I don't know if you held a gun to his head, what's going to come out? Doo doo juice. He's just gonna start singing. Oh, yeah, he's gonna start doing wow, baby wow. runs and ooh, <laughs> ooh, talking about his feelings and shit. Uh, you mentioned another one of my favorites that um, I think people just skirt over. Light. Light. I, I wish I could get another light album. I just, oh. Just like that, just, just like that, just, just like that. I crammed to understand. Like, I don't even understand how people could, like, skip over her. And for real, I think she was writing for her brother. Yeah, she probably, yeah. But then, then you hear, you find out, like, LL wrote her verse on self-destruction. So that that little bitty piece of information, they tried to like discredit her as far as being somebody that wrote. And I'm just like, okay, big deal. Right. L wrote her verse. So so what? She might have yeah. been big. Like, like got the cadence. She has that raspiness. Yes. And she has bars. Bars, the delivery, showmanship, cadence, raspy, just, just bars, yo. I was like, I'm gonna be like MC Light when I grow up. So your kids are about the same age as my kids. Yes. Um, yes. What are they listening to, and what are they listening to that you did? Phoenix likes Cardi. <laughs> that makes me itch. You see, I itch. I started yeah, itching, right? Yeah. Like I'm breaking out hot. She likes Cardi. She likes Megan. Oh but, yeah. Mm. But she also likes Kanye. Okay. She also likes um, Biggie. And that's my doing, of course. Right, right. She can't, that influence is gonna be there. Right, so it's like, you know, when I like Lil' Kim and Foxy when mm -hmm. I was growing up, so I can't be mad at her. I just know she don't even understand half the stuff she's even saying. Right, right. And I guess they don't, so my, being a father of a daughter, some, they don't even try to hide it. No. No, they don't. How can they hide it though? We could hide it like 
back in our day, singing Mary Jane, not knowing what Mary Jane was. Right, it was just, we do, was just do, 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 all the, right. We was, now I know what Mary Jane, I'm like, yo, why was I even singing Mary Jane? So when Phoenix is like, wah, 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 I'm like, do you know what is? Right. She's like, like, no. <laughs> like, but it's oh. like, like, okay, like an old um, Keith Sweat was nasty. Once I got older, I realized Keith Sweat was nasty. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, a teenager, it was just, you know, slow music. Border, borderline rapey, a little bit. Hammer, right. hall. Uh, we ain't even going to talk about BBD. But anyway, oh <laughs> let me feel my nature rise. At least you had to think about it. Like, what was the nature? <laughs> what was rising? What was rising? Right? <laughs> so songs like, let my love fall down. Now I know what they meant. <laughs> that was the whack. <laughs> that was, but it was cleverly positioned to where you can listen to it with your mom in the room and make it slide by. Right, not no more. No. Not no more. They just <sighs> real out in the open with it. Real blunt, like if you if you be like, well, I didn't know where he was coming from, or I didn't know where she was coming from, use a lie because they real oh, blatant with it. Now. Right, don't even use words like coochie or don't even try to hide it. Yeah, snatch <laughs> little little fun box, nothing. right? Something <laughs> bump uglies, something. Nope. Just... She said what? <laughs> right, and I, I've always said that you know I was gonna be the cool dad. And I'm not gonna be tripping, and I'm always gonna like one or three jams, but that devil's a lie. <laughs> no, I try to be the cool parent too, and I'm like, I don't like it. Yeah, some you gotta. I don't limit. like it. I mean, you might be able to get away with certain things, but there's. Because she was like, I was like, what does the W A and the P stand for? And she was like, I I don't even know. She was like, it's just a part of the song. I was just like, so you out here? Oh, my son said. It stood for worship and praise. <laughs> Witness and protection. <laughs> they telling them cartel dudes, yo, we got this WAP over here with the witness and protection. <laughs> Waffles and peanuts. <laughs> I, I had to give it to him. It was a clever answer. Yeah, I'm not. I will be, give you style points for being clever. I mean, I'm not going in church talking about that. What the what praise dance? No, that's not cute. <laughs> Whopping for Jesus, that's not cute. <laughs> so what what started you on your road to being an MC? And spoiler alert, because I know you, I know that you started a little later than your average MC. Well, actually, I started long time ago i started when i was 16 talent shows and stuff and then i want to say i graduated 90 right <laughs> and now i went to college i went to shaw shout out to shaw you um, all right it was a it was a, a good gap so i'm talking 10 15 plus years gap of not rhyming not picking up a pen, not freestyling, not doing poetry, just not until about maybe eight years ago. Okay. Between seven, 
six to eight years ago. And I'm in the car and I was just like, our urge came over me to just start flowing. Phoenix heard me flowing. And she was like, mommy, you should rap. You're a good rapper, you know? And I was like, yeah, I am a good rapper. And that's where 10 Parent Commandments came from. Right. You know, just off of the strength of her telling me that, you know, I could do it. So I did it. Then just at work, letting the instrumental play over and over till I came up with the, the cover, my version of 10 Crack. So 10 Parents Commandments. And the feedback off of it was enough for me to be like, I could do this and right. I could excel at this even later in life. Um, and it's a lot of things people are doing later in life. I went back to school later in life. I had kids later in life. Uh, I started a business later in life. I'm flowing later in life. This is my season. My season wasn't in my 20s and 30s. Right. That wasn't Sometimes my season. If, you, if you're not ready for it, then you're going to mess it up. Right. And I probably like thinking back, if I would have got on young, I probably would have been one of them troubled ass Todd Bridges kids, <laughs> <laughs> you know, got strung out, lost all their money. The the manager would have, an accountant would have took advantage of, you know what I'm saying? That type of story. I would have been a real Webster Todd Bridges story. That wouldn't have been cute. So <laughs> I'm very blessed that I went through all that to get to here to now know better. Right. And then that, that also gave you material. Right. Now, song concepts are crazy. Can't nobody tell me I don't have song concepts, that I'm not a songwriter. Like, can't nobody tell me that. So now that I have content, I got plenty of things to spit about. Kids, love, hanging, the betrayal, redemption. Right. You know, I plenty of things to tend to rap about. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, the people a little sample of the Ten Parent Commandments. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Parent Commandments, yo! Y'all can't tell me nothing about this parenthood game. Y'all can't tell me nothing about being a good mother. It's your girl, cool. Just listen. I've been in this game for years. It made me maternal. There's rules to this shit. I wrote me a journal. A step-by-step tutorial for you to get your kids on track. Now the hook don't crack. Rule number uno. Always hold your kids close. No matter how old they grow. Because you know, validation comes in many forms and fashions. Make sure they get it from you so they can know the action. Number two. Always keep your wits about you. Sneaky kids make you go from silence to violence. Take it from my God. I have whipped mad butts with that belt, and yes, kids got dealt. Number three, never trust nobody. Teach your kids the fundamentals like your address, you see. These lurking-ass pervs don't care, so be aware and never scared. Keep your children fully aware. Number four, I really hate to say this again. You can't be their parents, turn around, be their friends. Number five, never put a dude before your kids. I 
don't care if he looks like Therese, tell him peace. Number six, that goddamn anger is danger. You think the judge intrigued by the way you both conceive? Number seven, this rule is so overrated. Keep your children and your bullshit completely separated. Drama and kids don't mix like juice box with no sip. Find yourself in serious shit. Number eight, never keep no hate in you. Your kids can read your attitudes and they can do that too. Number nine should have been number one, of course. If you ain't ready for kids to make the right choice. The kids, they see you slipping, they ain't trying to listen. You'll be sitting in the kitchen, bugging out and tripping. Number 10, a strong word called communication. You need to start relating, no need for hesitation. You don't make the time for them, they will go. Run and get detention from the streets, for show. Follow these rules, you have more peace on the wake up. If not, they mess your day up, mental shake up. Phoenix and Isaiah are the reasons why I wake up. He likes to play in dirt, she likes to play in makeup. Later play date with Jacob. PTA meeting, gotta serve up the K-Cups. What's for dinner? You know that I could hook a steak up. Gotta go, gotta go, more fights to break up. Man. Baby, baby, you know that I good can stay <laughs> So how do, how how did your kids first receive that? They thought it was funny. They love the video because they're in it. Right. You know, so every time they get somewhere where there's a YouTube accessibility, they go straight to my uh, channel <laughs> and they show everybody the video because they're in it. Look at they me. love that song. Nice. Nice. Got a name drop in there too. Of course, they love that song. <laughs> so, how was your your path becoming an independent artist? Because one thing I'm proud of you, I know that you do your own thing. Far as studio time, um, the business end of it, making sure everything's straight. How was that path? It's hard, man. It's, it's hard, it's rewarding and hard and stressful and joyful and painful and every negative and, and positive energy at the same time. Frustrating, but but appreciative. Uh, stressful, but joyful. Um, time consuming, yet liberating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, every time I feel like I learn the, the business aspect, my, my left brain, analytical, very black and white business mindset. Every time I think I learned it, it's a new thing that I need to learn as far as copyright, uh, royalties, um, business management, um, marketing, promo. And it's just like, I'm learning every day. It's something new, but I feel wiser. Um, sometimes the little, the little youngest come to me and they're like, cool, how'd you you know, and I'd be like, you the guy, you too, just like I did. You the guy, mama now. Now I'm auntie, the cool, the cool ass auntie. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm an OG. I call myself the cool ass auntie that you know <laughs> that lets you smoke in the house and stuff. But um, I'm like, you better go to YouTube and learn this shit like I did, you know. But not everybody has the willpower or the fortuitiveness to want to sit down, take notes, learn, and put into action. So that kind of separates a lot of people from the ones that are going to thrive and the ones that aren't. But um, it's tough because some days I just be like, I don't want to. And then some days I just get an extra bolt of, gen- uh, bolt of energy and I just do it. So it's it's rewarding, but it's, it's stressful. 
But ain't it nice to be able to be your own boss and do what you it want? It is. To do? It is. And know that I can say that the, these LLCs belong to me. Mm-hmm. I'm the CEO of them. I run them. You know what I'm saying? Looking at the tax paperwork, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> you know, so it's like, oh, you might be in a new tax bracket. <laughs> <laughs> But you got to pay, pay the cost to be the boss. I know. I, I was like, my mom was like, you know, you, you need to be careful with these taxes. I was like, yeah, you, you're right. You're right. You know? So, um, if, if it's, it's liberating, it's rewarding, but it's a lot of work, Sean. I'm not even gonna lie. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey, I, you doing it though. You, I, I really yeah. don't have a choice because I, I fell in love with it. It's what I, it's not a hobby no more. It's not a glorified hobby. It's something that I really love. I do make some revenue off of it, you know what I'm saying? So it's not a waste of total time. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs and artists says it takes about 10 to 11 years to become an overnight success. Right. I'm on you my eighth year. You gotta put in that work. I got two more years. <laughs> 2023, bitch, I got two more years. To be an overnight success. (laughs) So what would you do if Phoenix came to you and said, Mommy, I want to be a rapper? I'd be like, spit something right now. Right now, spit. Because that's what everybody does when you say, I want to sing. I want to be a beat maker. I want to do the sing. Like, the fear is the factor, right? So if you're like, no, I can't, then you're not. And that's exactly what I would tell the spit right now. Since you since you want to be a rapper, spit what you got, and if she started spitting, even if it was bad, I I know at least she's not afraid, right? And yeah. uh, then we can work with everything you else. To encourage it then, right? We we can fix everything else. Like just go ahead and write, start memorizing. But if she was scared, then I knew she wasn't ready. Okay. So I would have to, you know, I'm big on therapy. I'm big on therapy. The kids and I have family therapy individual therapy, you know, I'm big on being able to figure out who you are now. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I wish I had therapy when I was a kid to figure out stuff now. So I, I'm like, push my kid. They don't like it, but they'll they'll thank me for it later. So they can find out who they are, what they want to do. You know, they're more articulate now because they go to therapy. Mm-hmm. They can express themselves better with the therapy. So it's just like, go. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not stopping them from doing whatever they want to do, be it music, dance, art, science, animals, whatever. If it makes them happy, I'm going to encourage it because I know um, doing music and baking makes me happy. And then figuring out how to make that a business is just, just because it's like a little frustrating and stressful. It's not as bad as working for somebody that I don't want to be there, you know, another working for another person or being unhappy at that job, you know, it's bigger. I'm glad you mentioned the whole um, going to therapy because one of the series I'm going to be tackling is therapy and people of color being scared of therapy. It's necessary. It's more necessary for us than anybody else. Than anybody else. What encouraged you to first start going to therapy? Because I wanted to be a better person, to be a better artist, to be a better mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
that rejection aspect is a part of being an artist, no matter what your artistry. So you got to be able to be strong enough to handle the rejection because you're going to get more rejection than you're going to get praise. So you have to figure out, I need to be that type of person that I can handle the rejection. Like when I sent Beast Mode and Mr. Sandman to a live review, you know, Sean, they trashed my songs, man. They trashed Beast Mode, they trashed Sandman, they drug me. And I was gracious. I was like, thank you for the play. I, you know, I appreciate you giving me, I was shady. I said, I appreciate you giving me your little 18 seconds, but um, thank you anyway, you know, for it. <laughs> but here's the thing, a couple of people in the audience on the live feed, it was <laughs> like, yo, what I heard wasn't bad. And I was like, I know, I know that's his gimmick for the show. Okay. You know, but at first I was like, oh my, I never get, rejection, rejection like that. You know, most of the time it's my homegrown people that's like, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Then for the first time to get literally drugged, I was like, oh, snap. But then I was like, hold up, this is just part of the game. It, right. it, it, you know, this is, this is not your lane. This is not what God has for you. That's why you got rejected. God was like, I didn't tell you to send them dead on songs over there. Now look what you're doing, being all willy-nilly and all hasty, you know? That's why you got your ass drunk. Now stay over here where I told you to stay. So that's just part of the game. Well, um, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you asking me to join in. Oh, yeah. I was was nervous. Want to commend you on raising two really dope kids. Especially the young lady, she is blossoming right before our eyes. And just, I remember when she was so little and so cute, and her little smile. And now she's, I'm looking at her like, oh my God, she's a, she's a lady. I almost came to tears one time looking at her and you. And then I'm looking at Phoenix, and I'm like, yo, we got, we got young ladies. Yeah, yeah. So anybody out there, um, if they want to, I do accept shotgun shells for Father's Day. Oh, I trust me. My little Smith Wesson is loaded. <laughs> yeah. One of them little fast-ass girls. If you come like at Isaiah, I'd be like, look, I mean, if you want to, I'll shoot you in the pinky toe like Megan Thee Stallion. Sorry, everybody. I got three things to, um, three things to protect my house. I got a Bible, a Rottweiler, and a 9mm. Okay. <laughs> I got the Bible, Sage, and a Smith and West. <laughs> I don't know that Rottweiler might trump your sage. <laughs> I'm pretty sure but Rottweiler mess around and kill him because I'm allergic. So I can't but the that that ball python in there, when he get older, kill Oh yeah, see that's all you gotta do is throw that python out of him out the door. Yeah, that ball python could deter somebody real quick. All right, so I'm gonna say this before we get ready to go. I had a roommate in college, and this is like the not early 90s, and this is back when everybody was like going to the beach and walking around with the snake around their neck and everything, yeah. and I was sitting in the room doing my little work with my back turned, and he threw a snake on me. I was good with snakes until that point. Yeah. I almost stomped the hell out that snake. Yo, I'm not even scared of them. 
But the fact that you just gonna disrespect me in my personal space like that, not cool. I, not I cool. I That's traumatic cool. for some people too. That's really Yeah, I ain't been cool with snakes since. I don't want no snakeskin loafers. I don't want no jackets. <laughs> you keep that. <laughs> I'm looking, I told the snake the other day, I said, if you don't hear up and eat this baby rat, I would turn you into a wristband. Like, stop <laughs> playing with me. <laughs> so I'm we're gonna I'm gonna take everybody out. This has to be one of my favorites um, that you have put out. I love the song to death. I will promote the song to the end of time because it's all about home. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the VA anthem. Tell everybody where they can meet you, reach you on social media. As you can see, K-U-L-A-V-O-N-C-I-L-L-E. Instagram at K-U-L-A underscore V-O-N-C-I-L-L-E. Here's the website, HulaVarsil.com. And also, HulaVarsil on Facebook is the music page, HulaVarsil. And we're going to ride out to this. You can't deny that two up, two down, two up, two down. Lyrics get up in ya. That's how we do in Virginia. Get a bit.